to Law of the Land. On this episode, we're going to be talking about a hand of glory that isn't actually a hand of glory. But, but it hands... means that we can talk about oh, hands of glory. And so... who, who wouldn't want to talk about yeah. hands of glory? Um, but yeah, I thought before we get started, we'd have a little... What have you been up, up to? Just a little catch up. I think... Because mainly, because what you've been up to is yeah, so I much Yeah, I just wanted ex- to talk about what yeah, I've been doing. So much work. So I've been at work. What have you been doing? <laughs> well. Well. Funny you should ask, Stacia. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Do tell. I went to Western Supermare to see my sister, which was really nice. But while we were down there, we, uh, we had some adventuring and we went to some pretty cool places. So we went to Glastonbury, wow. climbed at the tour, had some of their cosmic water. Did you? Yeah. What did it taste it, like? It tastes kind of metallic-y. Is that like the bath water? Cause that, not as in someone's bath say, water. No, I, mean, I don't think I it's bath water. The spring water from bath, not somebody's bath water. Although you never know. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, we always, every time we go, we always take a bottle and like just top it up. Yeah. So that you was had some nice. cosmic water. Had some cosmic water. Yeah. Went in some witchy shops, which was nice. Amazing. Then we went to Wookie Hole, which Lovely. was amazing mm. and tacky, yeah, but wonderful. In the, in the best like, way. The, the caves are so well done. Like, it's impossible to take a bad picture in there. Which because, is always a joy, isn't it? Yeah, it's because they've just lit it so well, and mm. and those dinosaurs. Can I you get married down there yeah, still? Yeah, you can. Yeah, well, we missed a trick yeah, there, didn't we? I know, we? if only I'd known. I oh, know. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's divorce and marry again. And we went to Stony Littleton Long Barrow, which if you're ever down that way, it's about it was about an hour from Western. It's just kind of near Bath. Oh, it was amazing. Was it? Just like magical. And so you go down this like really windy little road and at the bottom there's a house and the people who own that house have like set up a little ice cream shed oh. so you can buy ice creams. And then there's a, a babbling brook that goes by and then you climb up a hill into to the long barrow and you can go in it and it's got seven burial chambers. Wow. And it's just, just amazing. Fair. I well, think that was like my fate out of all of the, like obviously seeing my sister And you saw Avebury, the stones, And then we went to, on the way yeah. home we went to Avebury. So, but I think just, even Avebury was amazing as well, yeah. obviously. And I wish we could have spent more time there because we were travelling home yeah. so we only had a little bit of time. But yeah, so yeah, I've had some like had a good. Well, I um I have had a row with DVLA. Um, I've had a bath that I've ordered not turn up, <laughs> and and my window fell out of my of my bedroom. Fell out in the oh wind. Oh my god! Uh, and it's oh, two it stories really up, windy, and it was ripped it? off, and it fell it fell out. Okay. So that's my that's my week. Oh, so. Well, I did get you some presents. So hopefully, this will make up. This will make for up it. for your terrible week. Is it a horse? Um. Okay. Let's have a look. <laughs> it's not exciting. I love giving presents to people. Oh wow! Is that it's an actual stone? Oh my word! Me. So I've got a pin that is an actual stone from a well, not an actual stone, no. a photograph of one of the Avery stones that, from a distance, could be a bit of phlegm. Really, I'm not being rude, but if. If you, yeah, that's. I think amazing. I had my picture taken in front of that one as well. Did you? Well, so I'd if like you can to imagine have that a tiny it, picture can, of me that with is it. Amazing. It is really cool. Who isn't knew it? that you could get a pin oh, no, of all stone? I know. I saw it and I just like. If you thought, I know. <laughs> wow. I know the perfect person to get that. I for. know who should have this. Yeah, and you were right. Oh. <laughs> and now I have a. That's amazing. A <laughs> t- 
tiny Wookiee oh, pearl. No, it's got no, it's got oh, a prize that you've taken off. Oh, okay. Very kindly. I've got a, a, a ceramic Wookiee hole with a witch on it, tea light holder, which is quite beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> These are magical gifts that I will I was quite pleased add to my altar. I did get and one of the pins. For I don't think I've well. ever seen anything quite that no. special. I've... It's a, it's it's a, it's a. I mean, the Avery stones are amazing in situ. Possibly when shrunk down to a kind of like maybe like a <laughs> centimeter and a half grey blob. <laughs> but handily, it price. says Avery underneath it. In case, so. well. I think you do need that. <laughs> you do need that context, Penny. Thank you so much. No worries. I do love my gifts. Thank you. I will. I will light that candle later and incant. <laughs> so, talking of gifts. candles, yeah, leading in seamless, seamless. So, obviously, our theme for this season is body parts. Mm. So, I was trawling looking for body parts, and I, this one is just amazing. So, today's starting point is the tale of a mummified arm discovered in a house in Coldmore, which is one of the villages which make up Walsall so it kind of has absorbed several villages Staffordshire well I think I thought it was Staffordshire I thought it was Staffordshire but that's because I'd got the original story from the bible the Reader's (laughs) Digest folklore myths and legends book which was published in 1973 however that was a year before Walsall actually became part of the West Midlands oh because I thought Birmingham yeah, so mm. actually, at the time that, of the book, it was in Staffordshire. So it's a Staffordshire it's... arm that has since got a new identity. Yeah, so now it's West Midlands Amazing. Um, this is the extract from the book. The book. The Bible. In 1870, the mummified arm of an infant and a Cromwellian sword were found in the attic of the White Hart at Coldmore Green. The arm, thought to be a relic of witchcraft, became known, incorrectly as the hand of glory both the arm and the sword became associated with the ghost of girl who killed herself in the inn about a century before the landlord has reported strange happenings at the inn in the last 20 years a handprint would appear in the dust on a table in the attic though impossible for anyone to get up there while the manager spoke of the phantom footsteps bumping across the attic floor can I raise my first issue with this? You can raise your first okay. issue. Okay, my first issue with this is if it's impossible to get up to the attic, how did she see that there was a handprint? And also, how did they discover the arm? Yeah, So exactly. it's not actually so impossible. So it's, it's a no on that. No. This arm is really amazing, isn't oh, it? It is. Cause, so this is like, it really is an arm as it well. It actually really is an arm. And like often, I don't know, with these stories, it'll be like, oh, something was found, and then you never hear or see of the yeah. thing again. Well, this was actually on display in the in the, the Walsall, Walsall museum. museum. That museum has actually since closed. Yeah. It's closed in 2015, which is such a shame. Where was the arm? Well, it's in storage. Is it? Oh, yeah, good. so there's a website called the Black Country History website, which is like, a, it's really good. It's a massive um, catalogue, basically, of all of the items held by in yeah. for the museums in the black country and this is listed the arm is, is listed wow. um I'm on surprised the website the witchcraft museum haven't asked for it maybe they will have to list if they listen to this absolutely they should um so yeah so it actually does exist it was on display for a long time and i i came across quite a lot of you know people anecdotes that people you know when they were kids obviously this would be the thing you went to look at yeah um and on that website there is a picture of it 
And it, I mean, I take it you've seen the picture Don't of it. Have. It's like... It's like it's from, a, from the, from from the, the shoulder. shoulder down. Yeah. And it's kind of desiccated, yeah. isn't it? Kind of mummified. It almost looks, it looks more skeletal, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Um, Although maybe they were very thin. But it's kind of mummified, isn't it? And it's very obviously an arm. Yeah. I, when it said a child's arm, I thought it was going to be smaller. But I suppose with the picture, you can't really... There's no context No. So like, what sort... But I would say maybe, like, a six-year-old, seven-year-old? I'm not great with um, desiccated arms of children. No. Um, <laughs> You're not used to I would personally them. say possibly older. Who knows? It could be a small picture or it could be a small child. Yeah. We don't know. No. So... I'll just read the description for the mm. entry because it actually raises a few interesting things that I kind of wanted to bring up. Um, the White Hart in Coldmore is one of Warsaw's most historic public houses. Originally a private residence, the building dates from the second half of the 17th century and was probably built by George Hoare, who is known to have made improvements to his family estate in Coldmore. The site was previously occupied by a timber-framed house and apparently these timbers were reused in the new building. The inn was renovated in the 1870s and workmen discovered a human child's arm hidden in in an attic chimney. They thought it was a hand of glory, that is, a hand cut from a hanged felon and dried in a prescribed manner. Tests show that the arm is a medical specimen. In 1965, a pathologist's report was obtained, obtained from Birmingham University Medical School, which states that the arm is of an infant which has been skillfully dissected by a surgeon and injected with formulum to preserve it. It certainly does not date from when the house was first built. Well, several things on that. Firstly, regardless of whether it was dissected by a doctor, that arm was being used for counter magic, wasn't it? Why was it in a chimney? Well, I... I've got it. I've, I've got a report which says it was found in an attic chimney. Mm. I think if if you find... You're not going to put a desiccated child's arm in a chimney just to get it out of the way, are you? I've... Well, no. I no. agree. But I've, I've, in my, I've got two thoughts on this. I kind of agree with you that it's probably counter magic. Mm. And, but then the report from the 1963 test kind of makes you think, well, if that must mean it was probably more contemporary with the 1870s thing and where people, would people... But, but, but then I found, I did a bit of digging and I found out that formulin, formaldehyde, wasn't actually used extensively until the 1900s, like 1900, which was after this was discovered. Right. So I think the formalin is a red herring. I think it was injected with the preservative after it was found right okay. because if you think before it was in a dry okay so, so it that might have been there actually anyway. it could have been a hand of glory hand, no uh, well no probably not but i th- so then I, so first of all i was like well it couldn't be like it probably isn't witchcraft maybe it was uh the surgeons during like you know when it was like the resurrection men and things maybe they used the attic to perform surgery yeah. And for some reason, they hid the arm. Oops, we've like, lost oh, an arm. Oh, we've lost an yeah. arm. Slipped off and up yeah. the chimney. So you know, that was like one of my explanations. But then when I found out about the formulin, I was like, mm, I think, I feel like it probably is a witchcraft related I think thing. it is. It's too, too, it's too handy, literally, for it to be <laughs> up a chimney, isn't it? Yeah. And also, the, the whole hand of glory um, kind of cult 
was continuing right up until the 1870s. I mean, there are there are cases of of people using the medicine of the corpse in the 1860s, and it, it wasn't actually around for that long. Mm. So this kind of usage of, I mean, obviously witchcraft wise, around for a lot longer, but very rarely hands. Mm. Well, or, this or, is... or human remains, normally cats or yeah. dogs. Yeah, so how's the or... house protection thing for... Obviously, we've, like, talked on other podcasts about various things that have been found. And you find cats, rats, bottles... But I suppose when we, heads. when we say counter-witchcraft, actually, more likely actual witchcraft because Hands of Glory, which... If you found a desiccated arm, you might come to the very reasonable conclusion that you had found a hand of glory, more on which later. But you might think that you'd found one and therefore put it there because the one of the one of the uses for the hand of glory was to protect your house from burglars, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah. you're protecting them at an entry point, yeah. aren't you? I mean, you probably unless Father Christmas. Um, <laughs> but you're protecting them at well, the top of the house. You're protecting your that's whole house. That's why you would put witch bottles and things in the fireplaces because actually that's one of the entries to the house that you can't seal off. So it does definitely feel witchcraft related. Yeah. But it still has a lot of questions. One of the main ones is, is this it being called a hand of glory? And, and from my research and probably your research, it's most definitely not a hand of glory. I don't know. Do you want to say a little bit about Hand of Glories, or do you want? Well, uh, before we get to, I thought I did find a bit more out about the house or the pub. Oh, okay. Um, which is, and I checked this out. So I went onto a chat site where people were talking about this, and when they were kids, mm. being terrified of the pub because it had this, this kind of um, legend about the arm. Mm-hmm. The pub is now flats. Yeah, it's private residence. So it's private residence. It's owned by a housing association. Um, but there was somebody who was talking about the pub and he said his great-grandmother, Elizabeth Sadler, committed suicide in the pub in 1874, oh. by cu- although that's after it was found, so after- by cutting her own throat while she and her husband were in charge of the pub. Um, at her funeral, hundreds of mourners turned up to the White Hart to hound her husband because they thought that it was due to her, him mm-hmm. that she'd killed herself. Um and there are lots of stories about the actual pub being haunted. Mm. So I wonder if that arm is there again to stop that. Mm. That there's that, and I looked it up. There is the death certificate. This is in the papers. Yeah, this yeah. did happen at that pub. Somebody else says they went to a fire. They were a firefighter in the early eighties. Um, had to clamber over some pretty hefty timber beams in the roof space and the attic to check above the ceiling. I didn't see anything, I didn't hear anything, but after a few minutes I was aware of something. The mm. best I can describe it was pure malevolence. I broke all known speed records to get out mm. of there. I never believed in ghosts or girls until that night at the White Hart. Um, and yeah, there are loads and loads of stories. There's even an incredible photograph, which unfortunately I have not got for you to look at. Mm. In 1925, a doctor, a medical officer of health for the area, Dr. Clark, went in and it's a picture of him allegedly taking the pulse of the legendary spectre. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then in 2009, um, the one of the staff who worked at the housing association um, said, we haven't seen anything malevolent, but what we do get very frequently is the smell of flowers 
which we have been told is is a spirit, although a friendly one. And still getting the handprint, still getting yeah, the... Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if how many of these stories happened after it was discovered. Mm. Oh, loads of them, I think. So, so but, but I'd be interested to know about earlier stories, to know if there was any haunting there, or whether it's one of those things that, once it's been removed, it's triggered the hauntings. Mm. And obviously, any like hand-related stories you think would be stemmed from the discovery of the arm. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I just wonder if that, you know, so you've got two theories. One is that the arm is, well, lots of theories, but one would be the arm is put there as a counter for burglary because that's what Hands of Glory are known for. If you find something like an arm, you're going to you're gonna link it to the Hand of yeah, Glory, aren't you? obviously. Um, if you... If it's not that and there is ghost activity in that pub, you're going to put it there to stop, mm. try and stop that, aren't mm. you? One way or another, I do think that that has been placed there yeah. for counter magic. Because the other, it might be, so the arm obviously belonged to a child. We we haven't, we do not know what happens to that child. They could have been hanged if they were ten, if they yeah. were nine, if they were eight. They yeah. could. See, have been. I didn't know if they would have been. Hmm. So should we possibly should mention the hand yeah, of glory? Yeah. So so and I think it's interesting to explore why this isn't a hand of yeah. glory. Yeah. Or why we don't think it is. Or why it is. we don't think it is. Well, it's not, well, for a start, it's not waxy. Well, and it's not a hand. No, it's an arm. It's a whole arm. Um, so traditionally, hands of glory are magical objects. Five tapered candles made from the arm stroke hand of a hanged man. Um, variously either cut down or prepared at midnight or under a full moon or a new moon. And it would be normally the right hand, the hand mm. that committed the deed. Yeah. So normally if you had choice, a murderer, yeah. um, and you'd cut that hand off. Left hand otherwise, because it's sinister, yeah. obviously, and you'd take that. And the way to make them, have you got that? I did I did find how to make them. Yeah. Should we to... give a how-to? Yeah, how-to. How to. So this is by, um, I think this guy was a reverend. Um, Sabine Baring Gold in his book from 1873 actually so that's yeah. interesting um, the hand of glory is the hand of a man who has been hung and it is prepared in the following manner wrap the hand in a piece of winding sheet drawing it tight so as to squeeze out the little blood which may remain what <laughs> then place it in an earthenware vessel with saltpeter salt and a long pepper and long pepper all carefully and thoroughly powdered. Let it remain a fortnight in this pickle <laughs> mm. till it is well dried. Then expose it to the sun in the dog days till it is completely parched. Or, if the sun be not powerful enough, dry it in an oven heated with vivarian and fern. Next, make a candle with the fat of a hung man, virgin wax and Lapland sesame. So it's quite a... I think that's taken from the Grimoire of Petit Albert in 1722 oh, okay. and, and the Compendium Maleficarium mm. because that would make sense. I'm reading his version and it's almost exactly the same. So this is saying that you make, yeah, make your candle from the fat of a gibbeted felon with new wax, sesame and pony, which was horse dung because it lit easily, mm. and use the hand of glory as a candlestick to hold this candle when lighted. And then those in every place into which you go with this baneful instrument shall remain motionless. There's another version of how to do it, um, which is includes that you have to pickle it in salt and the urine of 
a man, a woman, a dog, a horse, and a mare. Mm. And then you smoke it with herbs, and then you and hay for a month. Hang on an oak tree for three nights running, then lay it at a crossroads, and then hang it on a church door when you watch it, and then it's ready to go. It's quite complicated. It is quite complicated. It it's really also, is. I, I read there's like two variants as well. So there'll be some where you fold, like you, you kind of fold the hand into a gripping position and that the, the actual, yeah. the hand holds the candle. So it's like a candle holder. Yeah. Or there's the fingers become the candle and you light the fingers yeah. and you're meant to use the hair of the dead man as the wick. As the wick, yeah. The vill- So we've discussed that they can be used to protect your house from yeah. villains. But the the villains, it was more of a villainy thing to do, wasn't it? I feel like yeah. I'm saying villains quite a lot. Villains, scoundrels, yeah. shenanigans. Yeah. They makers. they were said to be able to open unlock any door that they mm. came to, um, and yeah, they were said to be able to pretty much enchant a household. Yeah. And if you lit the five fingers, and if any of the fingers didn't light, for the criminal it meant that somebody in the house was still awake or there was see this they kept getting caught i read a few examples of them getting yeah. caught and because, then getting hanged themselves yeah do you think they were then made into a hand of blood? <laughs> because they they get caught so if there was either so say there was only like three people in the house one of the candles wouldn't one of the fingers wouldn't light but that could also mean someone was awake in the house yeah so the the burglars never knew so sometimes they'd go in thinking oh there's only three people in the house and then one of the person would be like on the loo or something (laughs) (laughs) and then they'd get caught so it was a bit like bit potluck bit potluck yeah i've also got a lovely way that you can protect yourself against the hand of glory if you are worried that somebody might pop in with a a kind of uh, a romantic meal a necromantic meal um, and light their candles in your in your front room. Um, you should rub the threshold of your house with the gallbladder of a black cat, the fat of a white hen, and the blood of a screech owl. And you must do that again during the dog days, which we've just missed, sadly, so we can't recreate this because they ended on August the 22nd. Oh. So July the 22nd to August the 22nd. And they're called dog days when the dog star Sirius appears to rise before the sun in late well, I July. I did actually wonder why it was dog days, yeah. and I never looked it up. Well, there you go. It's the hottest time of the year here, obviously, mm. and a period that can bring fever and catastrophe. Mm. But yeah, so you've got to kill an owl, a cat, and was that a dog? Owl, yeah. cat, oh no, and a hen. And a hen. In order to stop the um, hand of glory being used at your house. Mm. Yeah. I am... Um... Where is there a hand of glory then? We we know there isn't one in Walsall, but where is there one? There is one in Whitby. Yeah. It's the only one. Well, they say it's the only one. They say it's the only one. There is one. I don't know if London's... I have been here before, and I don't know if it's still open. The National Funeral Museum at Docklands. They borrowed the mummified arm of murderer George Carpenter in, I think, in about 2017... Um, it used to be at Marlborough Police Station, and then it went on tour. And um, it's it was it was given to the police in 1938, having been at someone's house. Mm. And that was taken to Wiltshire Police. And of course, in Norwich, where we're based, we have the hand of John oh. Hayden, our favourite item at Norwich Cathedral, yeah. which Castle. is not a hand of glory, but it shows you that mummification mm. process. So it's like. It's a hand that was lopped off during a duel, isn't it? Yeah. 
and it is tiny because yeah. all the all the moisture's gone and it's dark brown it's like a piece of wood isn't yeah, it yeah it's, it's amazing. amazing it is amazing it's fantastic but not but yeah, a hand I'm of glory i'm surprised that that's never been referred to as a hand of glory because one of the things about the whitby hand of glory it actually now thinking about it it does look very much it's quite similar yeah it to, is quite similar to hate, that's what made hand. me look it up when i saw the whitby so, hand I, I was I listened to I C Sedgwick's podcast, which is great. I don't know if you've ever listened to her. Mm. She's really good, and she did an episode about the Hand of Glory, and she was saying that she doesn't think that actually the Whitby one is a Hand of Glory because again, it doesn't really meet any of these criteria criteria of it being waxy and looking. I would but, imagine if you did actually use a Hand of Glory, it's going to degrade, isn't it? Mm. Because you can only burn something for so long. If you're burning something long enough to go and ransack a whole house, mm. it, it's not. I think there last. is something magic about them that they're like it's like an immortal flame. Is it sort so of it kind like of it goes because you can only put out the flame, can't you, with milk? Milk and I that. Did read and that. then I noticed it had to be semi-skimmed, which I thought was quite. Really? But, <laughs> Have you got any full? Oh my god! I've only got oh full no. fat. Damn! But the hand of glory at Whitby, um, it was found um, in a wall in a thatched cottage. Yeah. And I see points out, which is probably very similar to the arm, that actually that was like could have been a, like a counter magic like protection thing rather than an actual hand of glory. So I I actually do wonder if there is any even any hand of glories in existence no i i mean there are there's a there's a um a withered black arm hanging on a hook in prague in a church in saint james the greater um and there's no reference to that being a saint relic okay so it's hung there and there's obviously folklore that has grown around that that basically says it's it's there to to protect Mm. the church the only other like story I could find that kind of is similar using children's body parts specifically was in Germany. There is um Is that the babies? The ba- yeah, they use children's fingers really fingers awful. like un- unborn ch- children's fingers as can like yeah. candles. They're called like thief lights or thief something. Thief lights, yeah. Um so they were particularly from a criminal who died when pregnant. Yeah, and then it's just all. There seems to be this this feeling that they had that I think it all comes back to the humours, doesn't it? You know that that there is bad blood, mm. and that somehow you can use that bad blood in order to tame something mm. or in order to have some magical power. So this was at a time when criminals, you know people thought that you could tell from the bumps on the head and that they're, you know, the four humours, which are yellow phlegm, black phlegm, blood, and the other one. I can't remember. Um, It's good to get three. Black blood, black black bile, yeah. Uh, Anyway, anyway, that was where the whole idea of bad blood Mm. came from. And then from there, the idea came that these criminals had some form of power and that power didn't diminish when they died. But it had died. to be like interesting that it had the specifically murderers. Yeah, you had to have co- like committed I, a. I read a kind specific of horrific crime. story, and it was from 1863, of a criminal in Germany again who was executed. He killed a woman, executed, 
and at the front of the crowd, um, suddenly, when he was beheaded, raced forward six men, all of whom were epileptics, and all of whom filled a cup with his blood. I've read about this. And then drank it. And then the one who there was no blood left literally took the trunk of the body, mm-hmm. pretty much lifted it up, and and they were joyful because it was thought that the blood... I mean, the, the, the medicine of the corpse is a whole other story. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are so many tales about using... You didn't have to cut off the hand. You could just let it stroke you, mm. and it would cure allegedly a whole lot of afflictions Mm. warts tumors boils blindness everything yeah and so there's this feeling that these reviled people who have done awful things have have some kind of some kind of positive power though magical power really strange i think it's that they believe that this blood this bad blood this this power that makes them feel that they have the power to take life and to take mm. the lives of many, perhaps, gives them some kind of otherworldly quality. Mm. When you would think the last thing you would want is to be touched by the hand of a murderer, yeah. really. It's really it? interesting. It is really strange. And it's something that you see, I mean, if you think you haven't heard of Hands of Glory, you will have seen them. They will have mm. come up. I mean, I. As soon as I think of them, I think of the Wicker Man, Edward Woodward. When yeah, Harry (laughs) Potter, absolutely. So I kind of think of Edward Woodward in the Wicker Man. Villagers want to keep him indoors and quiet, so they light a hand of glory, Mm. and he's out for the count. Yeah, and uh, Neil Gaiman, Neverwhere, um, Television, Supernatural. Graceland, they're Lost almost Girl, like a mythical... Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're, they're more like a mythical thing now, I think. So so I do even wonder if they were ever really a real thing. Or is it just like a mythical... It's. I mean, there is such a powerful image, isn't it? It's so yeah. unbelievably powerful. Yeah. And so incredibly disturbing. It's just that powerful thought of lighting it like a candle. Yeah. Just, it's a horrific image, isn't yeah. it? I one of the theories behind Hands of Glory is a, a translation yes. issue, yes. which is the the French Mandrake. Man, so it's from Mandrakes, and I don't speak French, but I have read, and I hope this is right, that the translation basically um, translate as Hands of Glory. Yeah, um, I can't. I have got it written down here. Yeah. It is, uh, and then that's a mandate, uh, man of glory. Yeah, hand of glory. Yeah, hand of glory. Yeah. Yeah. So and so that's the translation, and so when people when the kind of I don't know the people who wrote these amazing old herbal books were, were writing hand of mandrake, it was actually hand of glory. So then people who down the line have read that they've yeah. misinterpreted, it. and actually mandrakes um, have amazing magical properties. Mm. They do take on human. Mm. kind of forms so it's and, an and easy so one. It, you can see so yeah and and sometimes so if a mandrake is in the form you know it looks like a hand that would be the one that you use for a hand of glory obviously sometimes they actually look like actual little humans yeah they might take the all sorts of interest like carrots yes <laughs> i had a brilliant carrot the other day <laughs> that looked like a thingy <laughs> well that's what i was implying. um but that's that i find that's really interesting and mandrakes 
are used in house protection. Yeah. So you can kind of see where that crossover of house protection well, and mandrakes might happen. Apparently they didn't have the internet a long time ago, which that seems insane ridiculous. to me. Can you imagine? Yeah, just invent it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can see how all these, these things can grow, can't you, mm. from... It's a bit like when they used to be carvings, didn't they, on roofs, on, in churches of creatures that seem fantastical to them, but commonplace to us now, giraffes and mm. things that were seen elsewhere. And they were described to them. Like the rhinoceros and unicorns. Yeah, and... and you pretty much had to say, when somebody said, what? You pretty much had to say, okay, it's a bit like a cow, mm. but with a horn. And so that's what you'd get, yeah. a cow with a horn. And so that's why loads of the wooden kind of carvings that you see in cathedrals and things, mm. these people hadn't seen pictures of, of rhinos, rhinos and and the creatures that would have been on Noah's Ark. It's all like word of mouth. It's word of and mouth, and like, it's the same kind of thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. That you get this, so mummier becomes mummies, yeah. becomes, well, let's grind down all the mummies. Yeah. And, you know, Mandaglore becomes Mandrake, becomes yeah. Hand of Glory, becomes... And, and so you, you could treat a Mandrake in the same way as it's prescribed to treat the Hand. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know much about Mandrakes if they're, like, juicy... So I don't know if, you know, the wrapping them, wrapping yeah. the hand to squeeze out the blood, if, if wrapping the mandrake would yeah. squeeze out the juices to dry it out. Yeah. And then you could pickle it in the same way. Yeah. It seems like exactly the same. Although well, mandrakes I, are very rare. I, I do. I am quite, I, I was quite interested in the whole ritual of, mm. of making these so that it's not just lop off the hand, take it off, put it in a bit of vinegar and then dip it in some wax. Mm. Some of those rituals are incredibly detailed mm. and difficult. Yeah, you know, I the guess whole... that's to put people off doing it. Well, is it or is it to kind of just imbue it with even more mm. power that you're putting it at crossroads? You're putting it on a church door, mm. you know, and you have to watch by that short church porch in case they come back in the night, the spirit mm. to claim it, mm. you know. And if you can make it through that, then you can use it. It's that's a similar sort of thing as with the toad witches, yeah, and, exactly. And the process of like how you have to treat Take the, toad. the toad bone. It's all just it's all horrible, poor toad. Yeah. But it is like everything has to be exact. And you have to throw it in the river and watch for when that bone comes up, and yeah. then you have to go get it, and then you make the deal with the devil and all this stuff. And it's yeah, it's really complicated. And if you do one thing wrong, then it won't work. Yeah. And this is if you get to the hangman's arm first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're not going to be the only thief who wants that. No, I mean, I'm just looking into the whole hangman's arm phenomena. And up until 1868, and possibly further on, the touch of a freshly hanged man's hand was used for all sorts of things. And it was believed to be incredibly potent. And even though the press would kind of try and stop people from doing mm. this and say it was disgusting, it was pretty much legitimised by by the hangman, who would then take money. Well, yeah, he'd get paid for it. In order to <laughs> yeah, get so them. he'd be like, he'd yeah. Be encouraging I mean, people. there's a there's a case here from um, from the eight, from 1870 where two quite young men were executed at Kennington Common. Um. And then, as they were hanging, a child aged about nine months old put in the hands of the executioner, who nine times, with one of the hands of each of the dead bodies, stroked the child over the face, because the child had a growth on its face. And 
It was, but it's been cured. Doesn't say. It just said that. I mean, I should imagine I it didn't cure him of that. It cured him very, of fear of the dead. We have very different attitudes to death now, though, don't we? As yeah. to when they had then obviously you know with public executions was such like a massive people mm. like did the day out there's like stories of people hugging gibbets and then having fairs around the gibbet because yeah. they go to look at the dead body yeah it's all like it was, i suppose it was and, much more normalized wasn't yeah. it yeah so so for us it sounds horrific like stroking having your face stroked by a dead person yeah but actually at the then it was it wasn't horrific no, it was, at all it was just it like was it was like this and, and and again this is uh, I, I remembered i had to study it at a level um my name comes from thomas hardy and until i was a bit older everything he wrote was just bored the bejesus out of me but anyway um he wrote a story called the withered arm which was one of the ones when i was younger i could bear <laughs> because the rest of it is just him i've not read them so he whenever he bless him he writes in great detail about the landscape which sounds like it might be good but in reality is him talking about a bush for about 50 pages <laughs> in great detail but the withered arm is a bit more pacey and then um, the central character gertrude is advised by a cunning man conjurer trindle who was based on a real dorset character to have her afflicted arm which wasn't working stroked at the next hanging and this conjurer apparently used to send dozens for skin complaints. Mm. So I'd be there because I have a bit of eczema. So mm. I'd be all over those yeah. hanging Would men. you though? Would you? If I thought I'd get rid of it forever, I might, yeah. And they're dead, aren't they? What are they going to do? Yeah. I quite fancy the candle for the aesthetics. Yeah. I think it would look quite good. You can buy them. They're a bit rubbish. They're not dead men's hands. No, I've seen those candles yeah. like with the finger up. Yeah, I might, like, you know. They I do look know. quite good. Yeah. And and I, I this was hugely popular in Victorian Gothic in Gothic mm. literature. It was all over everywhere. I found a great rhyme from Thomas More in his book Lala Root of eighteen forty one. Ye wise ye learned who grope your dull way on by the dim twinkling gleams of ages gone, like superstitious thieves who think the light from dead men's marrow guides them mm. best at night. Did you, in your travels of research, find when the first reference to a hand to of a glory hand was? Of glory. I didn't. It's I've just got the first. I've got the first of when it was first mentioned about the whole medicine of the corpse hmm. stroking. That was in 1758. From what I can gather, the hand of glory was only really a thing from mid-Georgian times to Victorian times. Hmm. You can see why the Victorians loved it. I was going to say, I, that's, I was just wondering if it was if it was a Victorian. I think the creation, Victorians really but... ran with this one. Yeah. I think it's got everything. Sir Walter Scott, um, in one of his novels, he wrote about the hand of glory. I mean, it's amazing. I'm amazed it's not used more. Mm. It's used as a as a bit of a device in lots of telly, lots of film, lots of. It books. feels very Hammer horror, doesn't it? It does, but there is a definite there's a definite market for something mm. done beautifully about this, I yeah. think. Yeah. Although in other ways I kind of think to myself, the likelihood of your usual petty burglar bothering with all this you would just break in, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's you a know? lot of bother it's a to lot go of effort, to, isn't it? I think it more likely that if this was a thing and I think it is. I think it was a thing. I think the mandrake element was a thing. Yeah, I think it was. And I think was. that is what it's meant to be. 
I think it's more likely you would use this for far more nefarious purposes, such as the fact that it makes people immobile mm. and it knocks them out. I mean, you know, not to go into too great a detail, but you can see other ways that could have been used mm. if it was, you know, if, if it worked. Um, a bit like it is in The Wicker Man, that, mm. you know, they need they need um, Edward Woodward to, you know, keep out of the way whilst they do their yeah, nefarious yeah. badness. So they knock him out with a hand of glory. It just seems very unlikely that you would you would bother to do this yeah. in a in in an age when houses weren't particularly well locked. No, I think you're right. I think I think the bigger and also there are some tales that people said it made them um, that it made them invisible, that it made them gave them power. So I think it's more likely that if you were going to go to all this bother, you're not using it just to go and nick somebody's. Mm you know, rubbish shoes, are you? No. You're gonna I was just thinking, flowers. oh, if you were going to, like, I was thinking, oh, maybe you could rub the crown jewels, but you've only got yeah, five f- finger, like, so you can only knock out Unless five you had people. lots of hands. Unless you have lots like of hands. Like a candelabra. <laughs> Walking around, that'd be amazing. It would be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? It'd be like Edward Scissor, Edward Candle Hands. <laughs> loads of them. <laughs> You'd be coming along and the whole place would be lit up, wouldn't it? Yeah. He's on his way, quick. <laughs> Go and get the whole village in here so he can't do this. Yeah, it's uh, But all this comes back to, I guess, our first story, which is that the hat, the arm found in Walsall was not a hand no. of glory. It's funny because our first episode was about a screaming skull that didn't scream, and now our yeah. second episode is a hand of glory that, that isn't, isn't actually a hand, of glory. hand of glory. No, and and yeah, I would I would love to have seen one. I would love there to be one in a museum somewhere or anywhere mm. that you could actually tell had been had, burnt. and had wicks had wicks. Yeah, but with the with the arm, I just I think it has so many questions because it's like why an arm. Why was it... Whose arm? Whose arm? What happened to the child? Was it a surgeon that removed it? Why did they put it in there? That's the biggest one, isn't it? Because if this had been found even in the pub, like, I don't know, wherever, mm. um, in a cupboard, you know, where, you know in, in that drawer where you keep yeah. everything, <laughs> that would have made sense, wouldn't it? But yeah. it's found in a place which is well known as a, being the area if if i was gonna put my wee in a bottle and a bit of mm-hmm. nail and some hair and stuff it would be, be in the chimney, in the chimney. Yeah. and also in the chimney that presumably by that point was being used yeah so it must still be being so used. when they say in the attic chimney you wonder if they mean in a ledge to the side yeah i imagine it'd be like in... it's also not black it wasn't black no it wasn't blackened you're right so how does that well, work? I was talking to Mel, my friend, about this before I came here. And um, she was saying maybe, and I, I thought it was a really interesting point, maybe the child whose arm it was lived in the pub. And so they put kept it in the pub as like a protection thing for that child as well. Like it was somehow linked to pre- the child is still near its arm. I can't quite explain it, but it does sort of. It's a very strange. It's a very strange cut, isn't it? It doesn't look like it's been cut. You almost wonder, revoltingly, if that was some horrific accident, Mm. and that that arm became severed because Mm. that happened all the time. Wagons, yeah. You know, kids are small. There are lots of ways Mm. that that could have happened. It's not an easy thing. I feel like just a hand 
is an easier thing to come across. I know it sounds like a funny thing yeah. to say. But this is the full arm, like for isn't a, it? To come across a full arm, I just feel like... I don't think they... If, if the child was dead, I don't think that they would have taken the whole arm. I think they would have just taken... A, the hand. Yeah. Or the hair, or the for hair. God's sake. Yeah, something. But, but I feel like the child survived whatever happened. And the arm was kept near where the child was. Mm. Possibly so. And also, I guess, thinking about the smoke thing, that certainly one of the ways to preserve the Hand of Glory was smoking. Mm. And you and, smoke and fish and things, don't you? revolting, isn't like... it? But, yeah, it, it would have preserved it for longer, yeah. presumably. It is the addition of that actual preservative that is mm. bizarre, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah, it would be interesting to actually know when that happened. Really bizarre, yeah. And mm. And why would you do that? And if you are going to bother to preserve it, for presumably medical usage, mm. then don't ram it up a chimney. No, well, that's that's where it doesn't quite add up. That is, it, it really doesn't add up, doesn't no. it? If this was, yeah, as I said, in a box anywhere, you can understand it because there might have been somebody in that in there mm. who was studying physiology, mm. and that is how they did it, isn't yeah. it? They did used to take, you know, bits of corpses, not necessarily yeah. murderers, just whoever and was whoever they could yeah, get their hands they could on. Get their hands on. And we've touched on that. And, and in they other did do that done. in hiding often. So yeah. you know, doing it in the attic. Yeah. But why would you put it in the chimney? You'd either completely get rid of it when you got rid of the whole body, or you would, like you said, have it in some kind of display box or something, like. And if you, where you can look at if it, if you had th- say thrown it in the fire because you found it and you were disgusted, you wouldn't have thrown it with such force. They went right up the chimney. Handily got it into a niche. Where it would be preserved yeah. for all time. It's so interesting, and I'd I'd really like to see it in real life. It's so. quite a creepy building, I think. I mean, maybe not now because yeah. there's people living there, but it it did look quite imposing. Yeah. It's a and massive, it was obviously well known in the yeah community, a massive building, and you know, interesting that there are so many stories. You have to go hunting for them. They're not most of them aren't written. They're in forums. They're in yeah. Well, actually, because I'd on my notes go, I'd put there actually isn't very much on the ghost. And then you came up with all these stories. Well, I was like, you know, oh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> just to be really irritating, really irritating. I was lucky, and I, I I came across a big forum that was kind of a bit like a. Do you remember when? Mm. Um, uh, in Coldwell, 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 Coldmore. Blimey. And it had all this kind of information and then people coming actually coming on mm-hmm. and saying, well, I work there now. And, but lots of stories about the ghosts and lots of stories about kids who were told not to go past and mm. told not to go in and everything you would imagine yeah. from the normal kind of bogey story of do not go inside this house because... But never it was never there's the ghost of a severed arm. It was always there is a ghost. Yeah. It's not a hand of glory. No. But it meant that we could talk about hands of glory. And it was really interesting. And I just don't think there's much that beats a hand of glory when it comes to... If you want something that is a kind of powerful image, it's got the lot, hasn't it? You've got your hanged man, you've got your ritual, you've got your magic, and you've got something that is about as grisly as it comes, really. Yeah. I don't think this arm is disappointing, though, because it isn't a hand of no. glory. We've had, we talked about this yesterday, didn't yeah. we? Which are, you should never say on a podcast. But we were saying that yeah. you would have been as happy. To, oh, no, that was having sea serpents. Oh, yeah, that was about sea serpents. Yeah. But I, I feel like I would... Just because it's not a hand of glory and it's not magical doesn't mean it's any 
less good. I think it is magical. Yeah. And it's just not magical in the way it is it's advertised. It's just as. not a light source. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. 